0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Style That Finds Us podcast. We are excited to have Dinara Chetarova on our podcast today. Dinara grew up in Russia and was scouted as a model while in college in St. Petersburg. She has worked as a model both on the runway in advertising and print magazines in New York, Paris, Milan, Shanghai, Hong Kong, London, Beijing, among many others. Some examples of magazines that she has shot for include Harper's Bazaar, Elle, Marie Claire, Cosmopolitan, Grazia, etc. And some examples of companies that she has modeled for include Coca-Cola, Trésame, CoverGirl, Clinique, NARS, Aveda Target, Neiman Marcus, and on and on and on. She mm-hmm. has been ranked as one of the top 50 Asian models and listed as the one to watch on BuzzFeed she has been living in New York City full-time since 2010. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Thank you guys. Hi. (laughs) Hello. Dinara is beautiful inside and out. I know that this is audio, but we will definitely include links to so that you can see her beautiful face since she (laughs) is a model. So tell us, how did this modeling career come about and what once it did, once you were discovered, even if you didn't think about it before, what made you want to pursue it? Well, yeah. Hi. <laughs> it is
1: a funny thing because, like, growing up, I never thought about being a model, wanted to be a model. You know how many little girls they dream about these sort of things. And that thought never crossed my mind. So, when a scout approached me in St. Petersburg, and uh, the lady said, Oh, do you want to be a model? I instantly said no. <laughs> and I walked away.
2: Well, you probably thought
1: <laughs> it was a scam. Yeah, it was sort of sketchy when someone comes to you, approaches you, and, and you like, I'm just trying to do my shopping and stuff. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing is, I never, like growing up, I never thought of myself as beautiful or even cute. <laughs> for that matter oh i was never like a popular girl also like uh i grew up in russia but i obviously have a very asian look <laughs> 100% yeah. Asian. so that's there's that as well you know okay. um, my hometown is a really really tiny town and i feel like there were maybe like three asian families all together living in there mm-hmm. So I was obviously not a, a standard of a beauty in the eyes of people. So mm-hmm. I was—I I always thought of myself as kind of like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, like that—that <laughs> that could do for some, but I never thought like, oh, I could be a model or something. So when someone came and said like, oh, do you want to be a model? Not only thought I thought like, oh, this is a scam. Also, I thought that's a cruel joke, <laughs> Thank oh. you. alone, you know. So that was uh, uh one of the reasons. But then yeah, then the uh like I got approached a few times and then I thought like, okay, well maybe <laughs> I can look into it and um my first trip was to Singapore. Uh, and I wanted to see how it goes there. I just wanted to <laughs> go and be like, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I do the best I can and then we'll see. And I decided that I will give that, that one trip. And then uh, after I come back, I can decide if that's something that I want to do or no. And uh, yeah, that was my first, first uh, international modeling experience and it went good <laughs> uh, It uh, yeah I got to uh, see like meet new people get, like get all these new experiences and then I get also <laughs> I made some money <laughs> so yeah. that was uh that was a nice nice bonus uh traveling and just you know being in a different environment and like figuring out who you are outside of that little, you know, uh, space where you grew up in. That was interesting as well, you know, because you, when you grow up, when I grew up, like I never thought, oh, I'm going to live in New York, you know, or, or do like things that I've done. Mm-hmm. And it, that never crossed my mind because my, my hometown was a really, really tiny place. Uh, so your imagination doesn't always stretch <laughs> going to the places like oh new york like all right mm-hmm. for me new york was like oh movie <laughs> you know yes. it seemed like a weird never ever land you know that <laughs> a space a fairy tale you know might as well be just like a i don't know alternate reality <laughs> so when I actually got to travel and I was like oh there's people here is actually do exist," <laughs> and I'm here you know that was uh liberating as well but also like I think um when I uh, when I was in Singapore I got a contract to go to New York so the first time when I got to New York that was a game changer to me because when I got here and I looked around and I saw all these people and I saw like how busy everyone is. And then I also realized that I for once do not stick out. Right. <laughs> like a sore thumb that I always was growing up. That was liberating to me. New York was always a thing that made me feel free, you know, like that 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 was the thing. That was, like, I guess, the first time in my life when I looked around, I was like, oh, my God, no one looks at me. And I love it, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's it cool. was Yeah, it was really, really good. And I love that feeling. And I was like, oh, I have to chase it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I guess uh, money and freedom. <laughs>
0: yes. That's not <another> a bad combination. <laughs> no, it's really not. And I still think of New York as like a fantasy never, never land.
1: i mean it's so crazy because when you see it in the movies and you think oh nothing is ever like this but when you when you come to new york and you're like oh it's actually exactly what they showed me (laughs) (laughs) which is so funny it is magic
2: place
0: did you immediately (laughs) sign with an agency how did you make sure you were getting paid enough at such a young age uh Well, when I first went
1: to Singapore, I had a contract with the agency there. Also, like when you have a Russian passport, you can't just show up somewhere. You have to have a proper paperwork. So I had a contract with the agency and uh, I had the working visa, like everything was set up. So then like the way it worked, uh I had a, a mother agency in Russia. And then they found me an agency in Singapore. So they we signed a contract and then you get paid. But then the agency in Singapore, they withhold percentage from your earnings.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then your mother agency <laughs> takes out the percentage of your earnings. Mm-hmm. And then you pay taxes and then you pay for tickets cost visa fees cost all of their all of the things that you know that brought you there then you have to pay for that you have to like give it back so so at the end (laughs) right you left yeah so it's not like you you know like the the amount of uh, that you see it's not the amount you get uh and you know but i mean it still it was great because otherwise i would never have gone there you know i wouldn't (laughs) have an opportunity to travel and like you know like i I, the ticket cost i don't know twenty five hundred dollars and like for me i was like i never had that much money in my life so for (laughs) sure i wouldn't be able to afford it but yeah but everything everything is uh taking out of your account all of the expenses every dollar (laughs) ever spent on you you also pay for like com card and you pay for uh your uh, website presence and if you are like in a show package you pay for a show package and if they send a messenger for you with your com card somewhere you pay for that so (laughs) you pay for everything yeah right oh my goodness what is what are you saying Com card, com card, yeah. So the com card is basically it's a card with your image on it, and then also your stats. So they said your height,
2: mm-hmm. uh you
1: know, body measurements, eye color, and then also it, it has the address of your agency. So when you go to the casting, that's the thing that you leave after you <laughs> after you left. They can oh. it.
2: Be like oh we
1: like her you know because sometimes they see like thousands of people and it's hard for them to keep track of everyone so then they would like put they would take your card and they put it like maybe in a yes pile or no pile or maybe pile and then then they'll go for that Mm -hmm. so that's the it's kind of like a business card but it can't be small because it has to have your face on it (laughs) right and if you so we have to have something to remember you by. <laughs> and what is a show package? A show package is uh, before the Fashion Week, the agency would combine, like they, they, they would uh, choose certain girls who would be in a show package. And that's the package that, that gets sent out to every casting director ahead of shows. So then they could see who's in the package and then they can request someone for the shows for the castings. So it's basically it's a first intro- introduction of you to the casting directors and like letting them know that th- those are the girls who are doing shows, like those are the ones that we want to push for fashion week. Those are the ones that like you know we are introducing to you and that's the show package. Some agencies they uh they do like special shoots for the show package you know they would like they would make everyone I don't know wear a white t-shirt and the jeans and like you know like a like a theme sort of they, they would have a theme to their show package sometimes they don't do specifically shoots for that they would just pick the um the, the pictures but everything is sort of made in, a, in, in the one, I don't know, there's one thing to the, <laughs> to the, to the show bag. Sure. So it's a little bit different from your com card, from your regular com card. That's, yeah, that's what it is. And it can, you know, the, the, the price for it varies. If if it involved the, a, a separate shoot, then it would be more expensive. That makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's sort of like so they can see because sometimes the girls, they would come, they they come for the Fashion Week specifically. You know, they travel mm-hmm. from somewhere. So this is for the casting directors to know who's coming, who they're expecting, you know, mm-hmm. like what mm-hmm. sort of girls they can see this season. That's, the, that's for them to know.
2: We know how you started out. They discovered you in Russia and then you went to Singapore. And what has your mind <laughs> journey been like since
1: so when I was in Singapore I got a contract from New York from elite model management so I knew that that's where I'm going to be going after Singapore and I went there and the first visa they gave they gave me was like really short so I so I got here (laughs) I got here <laughs> for my first fashion week and then I was supposed to be here only for the fashion week and then go to Milan. Uh, but when I got here, they they decided like, oh, we want you to stay longer. So I stayed longer and I skipped Milan. But the funny thing is because I had visas, like I had the US visa and then I had the uh, Italian visa, Schengen visa to go to Milan. But I didn't use it because I stayed here. So when I got back to Mm -hmm. Russia, I actually, Italian embassy reached out to me and they said like, well, we gave you a visa, but you never showed up. You have Mm -hmm. to come (laughs) and tell us why. So I had to go there and Mm -hmm. actually write an explanation like why didn't I use the visa, which was really funny to me, you know saying right. like oh you know we gave you this amazing opportunity why didn't you come so I had to like be like oh you know like in, I was staying in New York and I I decided to stay because it made more sense for me blah 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 but the, it was funny to me that I have to like explain my movements to mm-hmm. to like Italian embassy as well <laughs> so yeah like I stayed on and oh I remember that feeling because like I remember that the, the tickets like the 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 time for me to leave was coming approaching and I was like oh my god I only have one week left and then I got to the agency and like oh we decided that we want you to stay longer I was so happy I was <laughs> like oh my god I stayed here I can stay here a little longer so that that was exciting to me uh-huh. so I stayed for for a little bit like I couldn't overstay my visa obviously mm-hmm. And I stayed, like I saw some uh, casting directors, and then uh, I went back home and they said that, oh, we want to get you a working visa, you know, and that's the the big proper proper one. But it requires to have a lot of uh, proof that you are a model. Like you kind of have to be already a little bit established to mm-hmm. uh, have this because uh, you have to prove that you've worked uh, a lot. You have to have a lot of tier sheets, those are magazine pages with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in order to get that body of work, I went to travel a little bit to Asia to mm-hmm. you know, get more uh, magazine work, print work, ad work, you know, and also to get experience. Because this is like <clears throat> you come in and you're a model and you're like, okay, cool. What do I do now? You know right. <laughs> the the experience does not come with title. You have to actually work to 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 know what it is to know how to move and, and things like that. So I went uh, to I went to Hong Kong after that. And then Uh, And then after I went to Paris and then to Shanghai, traveled all over for a bit. And then I got my O-1 visa and I uh, came to New York. And uh, yeah, I came like always, like everywhere I went, I didn't know how, like how long, long I will stay. I I would probably stay between three to six months. Uh, some places, always coming back uh, home in between. And then when I got to New York, uh, I did not know that I would end up staying. I thought that that would be like a short trip as well.
2: When you at, when you said that you you went to different countries to get more experience, mm-hmm. the question for you now would be, you were signed as a model, but you hadn't trained as a model. So how do no. you... learn your mock your look your walk your um you know how to to work in front of the camera and everything like that is it you just go in and do you have people uh, educate you or do you just watch others or
1: you sort of like (laughs) it depends sometimes i don't know some people go to modeling school i don't really personally i don't think that's the necessary because sometimes you know those people they take money from from girls and then they just poof and it's gone and you're like okay so what was that about so uh you sort of learn on a job you have when you when I first started modeling I remember like they they gave me a couple of lessons like runaway lessons at the agency so they had a person who ask me to walk and they told everything that was wrong with it <laughs> <laughs> and then they like you know show you how it's done and then you watch runaway you 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 know you see you you try to research you look at what other people are doing also same with the editorial you know uh, you have to look at the magazines you have to see what's going on there you also need to know your own body you know how to mm-hmm. move your own body um, I was lucky enough because I I had a dance background. I used mm-hmm. to train as a ballet dancer when I was a kid, so I knew how to you know move my body, how to like I was acquainted with that. Like it was not a stranger, right? So that's yeah. the thing that you need to do because sometimes like when I see those and like really really uh, young girls, they maybe they had their grown span and then they just like grew up. And then they have all these legs and arms. Everything is so long, and they're like, "Oh my god!" You know. So you kind of like, yeah, you need to be aware of your body and need to know how to move it. And that's you can practice in the mirror. You look at the uh, runaway to see the way the models walk you you know you look at the magazines to see what poses they make also you have to like look at what you're wearing how this garment move is it flow is it straight you know is it like uh architecturally structured so, so mm-hmm. then you made like a more you know statuesque pose to complement mm-hmm. what you wearing. because at the end of the day it's not so much about you mm-hmm. is about what you are wearing, slash selling, representing. You are complementing,
0: you know. So you are a tool. It's a great reminder that it's not about you necessarily. You are a part of something bigger, and you are an instrument to help achieve a goal, tell a story with the brand. Yeah, yeah. Bring the I mean. Tea. At least that's
1: the case for the models who are not celebrity models, you know, Mm -hmm. because there's a difference between like a model model and, uh, for example, like Mm -hmm. a celebrity name who gets Mm -hmm. to be them, basically, (laughs) right, Right. you know, because they are picked because they're them. (laughs) Sure, people want to see a certain name and then they just want to see them they don't necessarily care that much about what's around that person but as a model like as a working model
2: that's sort of your thing your job is to help bring garments mm-hmm. to life which i love because i don't think a lot of people when they think about modeling they just think about you know beauty and you know doing these different poses and walking the runway and all this glamorous life Mm -hmm. but it really is about telling a story i love the fact that you look at the piece of clothing and you think all right this piece of clothing makes me feel this way so this is how to interpret that i love that i think it gives it a deeper meaning a connection
1: yeah there's a a reason for everything you know you don't just do something just to do it you know Mm -hmm. and and as as a model you are a part of that storytelling and you get to to help tell this story also like you have to understand for example like a runaway show it's uh, what is that like eight minutes ten minutes but the amount of work that packed into it the amount of work and the amount of people that worked to bring mm-hmm. this to Runaway—it's tremendous, mm-hmm. you know. And you have to understand that this is the the result of blood, sweat, and tears of so many people, you yes. know. And it gets like only ten minutes of your time, and you have to make this time count. You have to you have to realize that you're not just walking from A to B, you know. You, mm-hmm. you, you sort of have to leave this walk when you do that, and mm-hmm. the same thing with the editorials and stuff because the, the those garments they the, it, it's a you know it's a labor sure <laughs> fruit of labor of so many people right so right. so then then you need to uh i don't know you need to uh understand that and you need to show a certain respect to it as well you know
2: absolutely. Yeah.
0: And the photographers will kind of help get the right image as well. They'll help direct you. Oh, sure, yes, yes, yes. That's uh, the 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 best
1: work is the collaboration mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. between you and a photographer and their vision. And then and it's a it's a great. I mean, it's amazing when when you're <laughs> the, the way you feel and the way they feel. It like comes together and you work in harmony because <laughs> sometimes. Right. Uh, some jobs you have a photographer that wants one thing and you have a stylist that wants another thing and then you have an art director that (laughs) wants like third thing and then you have I don't know the hairdresser who wants you to show the whatever thing that he did and then there's so many people (laughs) and they all want different things and there's only one of you and you kind Mm -hmm. of have to give everyone a little bit of everything so everyone (laughs) is happy and th- that can be troubling sometimes. you know when when the team does not have one vision, you know right It can happen, it can happen, yeah. Like the the best case scenario, everyone is on the same page, everyone has the same vision and right. you all work happily ever after, you know, but sometimes <laughs> it's not the case. And sometimes uh, different uh, people, they push their agenda on you and, and it's up to yeah. you. You kind of have to please everyone because yeah. it's like, you know, you are sort of end person
2: where it all starts and ends. Mm, that makes sense and it makes me think I was a dancer too growing up. so it makes me think about those times when every every part of the dance everyone comes together and it's absolutely perfect and afterwards you think this is why I do this and then there yeah. are those times that it's it's work you know it's more work than this creative collaboration and those are the times that you have to just like you said, try and please everybody, and afterwards you say, "Boy, I'm glad that was over."
1: Yeah. <laughs> afterwards, you just come home, you kick your feet up, and you're like, yes. "Oh God, okay."
2: Yes, yes.
1: Another day leave. And this is it.
2: <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: That's all. That's all you can do. But yeah, the the best the best days is when everything comes together, and you just feel a part of a team, and a
0: part of creating something beautiful.
1: beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. How has diversity changed over the years in the modeling industry? Oh, well, it has been a
1: journey, definitely, because <laughs> uh, I remember at the very beginning, uh, like New York was always one of the... Best cities to be in for this matter, but like mm-hmm. I remember my first time when I went to Paris, and every casting where I went, they would always raise their eyebrows when you're like, hey, with you from Russia, with you Asian, and I, and I still get this to this day, which is okay, I guess. Yeah. But then that some people would tell me like, oh, how come you Asian? You can't be Asian. You have a personality, and Asian people don't have one. <laughs> and you like. Excuse me. You just you just you did not just say this to me like (laughs) really Wow And and you stand there being like oh what just happened? Right. So that used to be the case and that's uh yeah that's obviously not Mm. great and also like uh, the, the the conversations that I had with my agents over the years, they they used to start with, uh, "Oh, as an Asian model," you know, like mm-hmm. I'm I'm always so aware of the fact that I'm not just a model. I'm black. always an Asian model, same with like black models. They always know that they're black. There's no escaping it. There's like always your ethnicity always goes in front of it. Like you mm-hmm. can't be, you can't just be a model. You have to be like right certain, certain ethnicities. So as an Asian model, well, we can't really send you to that market because there's, no response like they would not really like Uh, you there uh, so you just wasted time and so on so like certain markets I had to wait for a while like mm -hmm. I went to uh, Barcelona uh, in just what 2018 and I went there and that was like a first time I went there and they were like oh we're so excited and, and so on but then it, it was the uh bridal week so basically a week over mm-hmm. just uh shows 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 so um every day multiple shows a day but i was the only asian girl and then there was one black girl and that was oh it God. so whoever wanted the asian girl in the show they only got me and they only get to bring one girl Wow, you know, like a Asian girl with seasons, sort of. So and like, mind you, I did not walk every single show, and that's 2018. It's not that long ago. Wow. <laughs> so Spain is still like coming up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, yeah, but uh, it changed. Like I can see the change because I can see that certain markets are more susceptible now. Of the idea. But sometimes it really feels like uh, you're a token, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it's certain jobs, you know, like uh, we would be shooting, for example, a beauty job. And then you have like three uh, Caucasian girls. And then you have one Asian girl and one black girl. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's always like the Caucasian girls are like, I don't know, Jessica and Emily and Tiffany. And then you are an Asian model, and then there's a black model. So you're like, okay, so you learn three names, and then you stop short of that. <laughs> like your mind cannot comprehend learning two more names, you know? Right. So that's the, That's the thing. And then when you like, when you see this situation, you're like, okay, so you want to pat yourself on the back that you're so inclusive and diverse, and then yes. But you don't even bother learning my name. Right. So what does that tell you, you know? And like, right. then let's just call everyone white model one, white model two, white one, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Plus model. Le-
1: level, yeah, level. Plus model, model two, they they do say that to them as well. Sure. Which is so unfair. Older you know? model, like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, we, we are you know, yes, we have this attribute to us, but we are still a model. Why does like, certain models get to be just like, you know, <laughs> standard one, and then right, there's exactly. all these adjustments, you know. Right. That's really, oh, that is kind of what gives it away, you know, or like
2: mm-hmm.
1: sometimes that they, they, they would, in a span of, I don't know what, they would they would do like all Asian casts. So they would, like, try to find every Asian girl possible for the shoot mm-hmm. or whatnot. But then they cannot tell us apart. <laughs>
2: oh, <no. laughs> Ooh, oh, it's my. so crazy. And, you know, on a bigger yeah. scale, they talk about that with women in general. You know, she's a woman director. She's a female mm-hmm. director. Yeah. You don't say yeah. he's a male director. It's it's yeah. an interesting um it's an interesting thing, but but things are, would you say they are getting a little more inclusive and a little more relaxed with all of that or not? I think, I think um, it's getting a little bit more uh,
1: diverse and the people are being more aware of this fact right now. Mm-hmm. Like people are more aware of that the necessity for them to include mm-hmm. diverse costs. Um,
0: right
1: for whatever reasons Mm. they decide to and i hope that with time passed, it would be like a genuine reason oh we really want to see different type of people not like oh i have to otherwise i get talking to you know right it's like like, like, really yeah like really just being like oh it really is interesting to see different kinds of people because we are so different there's so many so many of us, and we are like, not, not right. two are alike, you know. Right. So representation matters. So I mm-hmm. hope that um, that in time, it will uh, mm-hmm. come to this. Because tokenism is a little bit, you know, it, it, it gives you, <clears throat> it gives the, the reason and the justification for other people to say, oh, they only took you because you are. Right, you have to feel because you're a woman, because you're Asian, because you're black, because you are like class size. Right, and then it diminishes you. It reduces you to only being that one thing. So then the people will be like, "Oh, of course they took you." Like I had that uh, that someone, some other model told me, like, "Of course they're gonna take you because you're Asian." And I said, well, it's about time someone right. takes me because I'm Asian because so many times they didn't take me because I'm Asian. So <laughs> <laughs> finally, but OK, uh, like I made a joke, but it was not pleasant. Like it's, sure, you know, like being saying that, oh, they only uh, choose you because you are a blah, blah, blah. And, right. You know. Right. It's, it's like, so, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, maybe they chose me because, you know, I have whatever class years experience and I worked right. with them before and they love me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Because, because of that, you know. Yeah. yes because you're beautiful and you do a great job and you work hard and there are many many reasons and talk about what were you saying when we had the conversation when you were at castings and you were walking away and they would say um, yeah it was like before yeah before there would be
1: like you would come to the casting for the like fashion show or something and then they ask you to see you walk and as I'm walking I can hear the, 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 cl- uh, the client leaned over to the casting director and he was like <gasps> They don't want any Asian girls uh, uh, there's a panic in his, his voice he's like oh my god like why did she come and like I'm hearing that and I'm thinking why did oh I come god. like really you know that's um, yeah that's uh, that's the thing and it's like okay well then you have to made it make it clear then you know if you mm. don't want that that, that right. just pass, pass the word along but they don't want to say that to no. the general public. <laughs> no, right?
2: And They <laughs> look back.
1: say it on, under their breath as I'm walking away. But uh, for me, like, I mean, like, okay, like, you're wasting everyone's time. You're wasting your time. Yes. You're wasting my time. Yeah. Not to mention that it's disrespectful.
2: <laughs> and hurtful. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. you know, kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I think right now it's interesting, too, because so many brands are you know it's all black models because of what we've just been through so now it's only black models you know now they're going to the opposite end so um
1: i think like like you have to it's a perform like what performative like you know uh, when you just you just trying to look a certain way but you're not you know it's kind of like you're tilting too much towards the other end, and it gives exactly. people the opportunity to, to be like, "But look what they're doing! They're discriminating against na 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 now." And th- th- that's not a way to go, you know. Right. You have, you have to be—I uh, don't know—you just have to be uh, aware of the fact that we are different, we are diverse, and let's celebrate it. But let's not make it everything. Oh, everything is white. Everything is black. Everything. Right.
2: But I exactly. you know. Exactly. There are so many different people that, you know, like on a team, you know, you have mm-hmm. everyone doesn't run up and down the field chasing after the same ball. You have to have people strategically placed to make the, you know, the the game work. It's the same thing with the show when we keep hearing again and again young girls or women saying i was reading something yesterday by the actress viola davis and she said mm-hmm. when i was a young girl and i saw cicely tyson for the first time and i thought you know so i can do things like that mm-hmm. you know it really is mm-hmm. true that um it matters it matters to people like
1: it- even for me growing up like I would never I had never an idea in my mind oh I'm gonna be a model because <laughs> like right you, who would you. Be? <laughs> you know like I, I even growing up I never even thought that I could be anything to look at <laughs> let alone be a model well, because right. there was nothing you know like there were no poster on uh, 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 over my bed who would I put there <laughs> you know right. no one Exactly. there's empty space like there's no one that looked like me there's no one who would be like oh i can actually do it you know right. like see she can do it so i can do it there was exactly. never something like this and i feel like it's so important now mm-hmm. for for people growing up seeing that it, it can be done you you, you can do it because there are certain people who have this innate uh Feeling that I can do anything, but I don't know how many of those are in the world five, right? <laughs> you know, most of us we're like, oh, life right. is hard, <laughs> and, and, and right. who the hell knows what are we doing?
0: Right. You know, so
1: then it's nice to see that someone has achieved something. It, it shows you that it can be done, you know, and also like standards of beauty. <clears throat> whatever we are however we want to say and it is true that what's inside is more important and but people do want to feel in they they want to feel beautiful you know they want to feel acceptable at least accepted by the society at least being (laughs) like oh that's okay the way i am it's fine right
2: Exactly. As a child, you know, I remember um, Michelle Pfeiffer, who is a famous actress and she's older than I am, but she is beautiful. And mm-hmm. she um, was laughed at, you know, as a young girl because her mouth was too big, everybody said.
1: "Yeah," And,
2: and that stayed with her. You know, that's the thing. I mean, you want to have self-confidence, but it's very hard sometimes when, like you said, you're in a, a town where you're the only one or there's only two others and everyone mm-hmm. else looks at you like you're kind of odd because you don't yes. look like it.
1: Mm-hmm. but that and the thing is like it is just you there's nothing you can do about it yes. you know if you are um, I don't know if you are not book smart you can read a lot you know you can educate right. yourself but you can never um, like not be Asian I can never not be Asian exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter how hard I try it yes. doesn't matter what I want to do this is just what it is you know i can never un-asian myself
0: (laughs) i can you know
1: i can show my passport that says russian on it but then what does that what good does that do you know it doesn't Mm -hmm. do anything good even like it's hilarious because even when i was crossing the border from uh coming out from china and they saw my Russian passport, they were like, Why do you have a Russian passport? They said, Well, that's the only one that I have. And they were like, <laughs> But you Asian? And I said, Yes, that happens. And they were so unconvinced that they actually brought the person who spoke in broken Russian with me just to see if I'm actually Russian. <laughs> wow. So yeah. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> The very first time when I went to Singapore, there was a guy picking me up at the airport. He had my name on it, on a, um, on a sign, and I saw him, and I was like, because they told me like, what, well, someone's gonna pick you up," and I said, "Hi, I'm Dinara." He looked at me. He looked at the thing, and he said, "No." I said, "Like, what do you mean, no? This is me." He said, "I'm waiting from someone, from a girl from Russia." Oh,
2: how funny!
1: <laughs> and I said no but it's me he's like no but russian blood, blue eyes i said no this is all you're gonna get if you want to show i can show you my passport it says the same name please like take me you know whatever and was like, he was so unconvinced he was just thinking like i'm trying to get a ride or something
2: oh I was my like God. who's that girl
1: yeah Mm. but then yeah but i actually convinced him to take (laughs) me so yeah that's the thing and then and when it's something like that innate to your nature like how are you gonna do like you can't (laughs)
2: escape it that's that's what
1: it is that's all you
2: get Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how did you determine the next place you would go so talking about different markets and just like you said some places you knew were not places where they were looking for Asian models and things like that how did you
1: it it was not I who knew I was always told (laughs) yes Yes. Uh, as a model you 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 have to rely a lot on other people like Mm. agents and stuff you know who you think that they have and hopefully they do have more experience than, than, than you do because you're just starting out so they've been working in the field for a while and then they have relationships with the agencies across the world and they, they monitor market and they also have like multiple girls and then they send them and then they can see like oh she did well there so maybe like I can you know uh, send this type of girls there or oh, this girl didn't do well in this market. So I better hold off on sending like, I don't know, this kind Mm -hmm. of girls there. So they have this information and you have to rely on on that. And then they sort of tell you like, Ooh, you know, like we better, you know, try you for this market and try you for Mm -hmm. that market. And also you can't just show up. (laughs) You have to be invited. So they send your information like polaroids those are like pictures of you just in your Mm -hmm. (laughs) natural state Mm -hmm. like no photoshop obviously anything uh no minimal or no makeup and just as you are so they send these pictures and then they send the pictures also like your body of work so they send you your editorials and and, uh, what you've done they send all this information to the other uh, agencies and the other cities countries and then they decide like oh maybe you will want her maybe we don't want her so this Mm. is like your decision You right. are like it's such a small part. You just, you just, usually you just <laughs> say, okay, yes, I go there, you know.
2: You, show up. you don't
1: really, yeah, you don't really have like much say in like where you're going. Right. It, it's decided for you, you know. I mean, like you can be like, oh, I don't want to go there by, and then, but then
2: that's going might- to be the,
1: the end of a conversation.
2: <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So you have people acting on your behalf to sort of, yeah, match with, with yeah.
1: friends Pre- presumably they get their commission for these services you know? right I like that. Are, well i mean it's uh it, it, it depends you know you need to get a. you have to have a good agent and that's uh right but then how do you know who's good you know yeah. that's the thing so it's uh, it's always like you you really do put a lot of trust in other people when you are uh, doing this job
2: because mm-hmm.
1: your your part is uh, you have your part of course like mm-hmm. the way you conduct yourself your professionalism and, and things like that but it's a small small part there's a lot of behind the scenes and a lot of other people sort of deciding your future
2: for you sure sure. How do you think you developed your self-confidence and and learned to celebrate your uniqueness even though you grew up without many people who looked like you?
1: Ah, uh, oh, it's a good question. I don't I, I still don't know if I do have a self. No.
2: It's
1: a tricky it's a tricky. For me, the thing is for me it has been a tricky journey with the questions of uh, confidence and self worth and and identity uh because i am asian obviously mm-hmm. okay but i grew up in russia and and and, and i have um certain sets of traditions and standards and the way I think it's it's really Russian (laughs) because that's all I knew so when I first got to Asia when I first got to U.S. or Singapore um, I saw so many people who looked like me which you would think make me feel better (laughs) but I also saw uh, that they have nothing in common with me because they don't think like i do wow. at <laughs> all like we are so so different so here i saw some people who looked on the outside like i did mm-hmm. to a certain degree uh but then on the inside we were so so different and it kind of made it even sadder for me because I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, <laughs> it's not really you know so uh Yeah, and it, it, that's the experience I, I had every time I was in an uh, Asian country because I mm-hmm. sort of, like, that's the thing that I was talking about that when I got to New York, I realized what? that I do not stick out because I kind of was an outsider everywhere right? other than that because right. in Russia, I didn't look like Russian and... and uh, Um, there was this and in Asia I looked like everyone else but I didn't think like them. you know Um, (laughs) like my initial instincts were different everything was different so then you're sort of caught in this in-between state yes when you don't really know like where do I belong like who do I turn to Mm you know and then, like, I, I got to New York where everyone is a little bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and wonderful. everyone is a little bit like, oh, we, I didn't really find my place there. So I, I, I come here. Yeah. And no one, you know, and no one cares. And everyone does at the same time. And that, that, that's right. the beautiful thing about it, you know, because I feel like New York has a place for whatever crazy or weird or broken <laughs> that, that you get you know?
2: Yes, and sometimes, it just, I mean, all the time, it makes you more special, because you are, have a unique situation, rather mm-hmm. than being someone that's a misfit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like New York has a space for me, you know? Yes, that's, that, that, that's the thing, and, and that is a beautiful thing, I love mm-hmm. it. Very much so. Yeah. So I don't know if that
0: op- uh, answered the, your question. I did. Okay. I, I think that's fascinating. We are getting more into the adaptive fashion space and learning a lot about that. And I was mm-hmm. watching a webinar in, on CFDA yesterday and they were talking about one of the basic human needs is belonging. Everyone just yes. wants to belong and be accepted as they are. And I feel hopeful and positive that we are moving in that direction that's
1: right uh hopefully yeah yeah you know i mean i guess the, the one of the ways like acknowledging the problem is a big step you know right. realizing that 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 what we've been doing has not been good or hasn't worked so right. Right. like we need to sort of change it because like yeah. you know yeah. you can't just cut out a huge
0: uh level of people (laughs) right that's exactly right Right. yeah exactly and i know we've talked about this a little bit so if you have anything else to add Mm -hmm. how has the modeling industry changed since you started in the beginning since i started um the rates went down (laughs)
1: no no. yes Yes. Yeah, so yeah, the um, the the thing is, I feel like, it, it, and I guess that might have something to do with the diversity as well, because it used to be more exclusive, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reasons it is good or bad. So there were less models. Now there are so many. There's much, 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 much more. Uh, girls and boys and mm-hmm. everything in between people who, who want and can be models and they are. So the, the in this sense, the market has saturated because there's so many people. So the, there is a higher, the competition is higher but also there's always now there's people who are willing to do this work for less. So that drives the mm. prices down, you know. Because if you say, like, ooh, like, that's how much we want to pay. And they, 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 certain girls say, like, oh, we don't want to do this. And then there's always someone who would be like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then <laughs> that sort of becomes the standard and the prices,
2: they, mm. the, the,
1: the rates, they go down. Because there's mm-hmm. people who are willing to, like, uh, uh, drop it, even though, like, it might not be sustainable you know like to actually live and then you know, make a living and stuff right but sometimes the uh, someone just wants to be in front of the camera you know like you know they just want to have this time they mm-hmm. they have their own reasons and stuff so I guess just saturating the market. Maybe that's what brought the the prices down. And also, like, I don't think that the companies have as big of a budget, because it uh, ties directly to economy as well. You know, right. like. Mm-hmm. I guess before 2008 and I'm so sad that I didn't cut those (laughs) lucrative years like my other model friends they tell me and I'm like oh my god no way you used to do what like they they tell me like oh we used to go um Shooting an editorial on location, and then we had like sure. a, one one day just to like tan and relax. And, then, <laughs> and I'm like, excuse me, what? Because the way I work, like outside, if if I have an out of town booking, I'm flying in the night before. I'm working all day, and then in the evening, I'm going straight to the airport. You know, like there's no in between. There's no like tanning day. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm always go go go. You know. Wow. uh, You know, so those are the days when the economy, I guess, was booming Mm -hmm. and stuff. Oh, yeah. So that ties directly to it. And uh, also, there's uh, influencers now. Yes. Completely different animal, you know, and um, they have their own market, and there's, I guess, the market for them. So they drive a lot of work out from the models. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah it's um it's it's definitely not what it used to be it used to be mm-hmm. more like a exclusive thing and now sure
2: sure. and the magazines themselves are
1: and magazines as well like print i don't right. know right. right everything is so like you know they've been confused they close yes you know yes it's crazy you know like so many um so many magazines they they move into the digital format now right uh, there's no more uh, there's no more print and it it used to be you get you get you know you're so excited and you go and you buy a magazine with yourself Mm -hmm. (laughs) I sound like a jerk when I say it but (laughs) no of course (laughs) you you do and you're like oh my god look at that (laughs) so cool it's like here I can touch it. it
2: And now it's everything. just digital.
1: Now it's digital. You know, you don't, you know, like I have my uh, portfolio, the book that I have, I have it on my iPad because right. I don't have a tear shit, you know, uh-huh. some of the magazines, I don't really have them physical. Like, what am I going to put? So I, like, I have to, everything is electronic now, you know, everything mm-hmm. is digital Amazing. now.
2: Yes. Yes. I hate that when people say we put an article about you in the digital part, you know, uh, issue and we're always thinking oh i wish you were in the print issue so we could save it but you can't
1: yeah you know, it's, no it's, it's a different part of my it's a life. Different, yeah it's yeah. a different different thing mm-hmm. i guess like people who are like coming to the market now that's all they know so for them wow. like oh whatever like, I, now i sound like a dinosaur i'm like Ooh, i know remember
2: the time <laughs> <laughs> well, have- i
1: used to remember i had that, that <laughs> magazine <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness, things change so much. How have the jobs your clients book you for changed?
1: I used to do, like, more editorial work, but, like, as we uh, talked about this just mm-hmm. now, the editorial work is a little bit tricky at the moment, and it's more, like, digital-ish. Uh, and I used to do much more runaway right uh because also, like, at the beginning... When you just come to the market, like people need to like know who you are, sort of, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. and that, that the way of introducing you is the fashion shows and stuff. So you do need to do a lot of runaway and making rounds and like the, the, the best case scenario, I guess, for the girls is to do like all of the fashion week, although that is a really exhausting and mm-hmm. grueling, grueling process. Mm-hmm. Do everything like the whole fashion month is is insane because you yeah. think it's a it's a fashion week, but in in reality, it's not a week. It starts no. like weeks before with the castings and go and callbacks and fittings and and right. fittings that I go like in the night. You are you know you can come home at 11 p.m and like you just like <laughs> coming home crawling to your bed and thinking mm. like should they have my salad in, in the bed or like just just should I just pass out and then you get this message oh no you have to go there's a cold bag they want to see you and it's you know mm. and then like <laughs> I love how the people used to be when i was doing fashion weeks and i remember like i saw someone commented like oh she looked like she starved herself and, and i'm like i did not starve myself i sleep two <laughs> hours a day my friend skinny. this is like not the look that i'm trying to achieve this is like <laughs> i'm trying to just survive here and it's not because i wanted to be skinny it's because i have physically cannot Find time to do something to mm. eat or whatever, because you always, always, always suffer. You know the call time can be at four a.m. Yeah, and you like wow. went to bed at two. You know, because sometimes oh, it's like the the show that starts at ten. You come at ten. We don't come at ten. <laughs> we come sure. much much earlier to to do all of the preparations hey. and things. So and then it goes on the, the the whole day. And then when the when the fashion week starts, some someone. Already doing the shows, but someone is still just doing fittings. So you have to find the time in between. And sometimes you come to the fitting at 11 p.m. You know, making wow. uh, small mm-hmm. like last-minute adjustments and stuff like that. And that's just New York. And then you have to go and do it in other cities too. And mm-hmm. then, like, not to mention, you have 25 castings a day. Oh my you God. have to sort of be everywhere because mm-hmm. the more you do, the more chances you get. And also, like when you do the very, very first season, you have no idea who any of those people are. When I got to New York first time, I was like Mark Jacobs. Ooh, I don't know. How do I know who that is? You I know, I was like Psh. I remember, like, and at least I was the one who knew like the bigger uh, Italian brands or or uh, Fr- uh you know french brands at least like i knew those guys because i know girls from russia who's like who grew up in the middle of nowhere she comes in she's like some louise baton <laughs> i'm like Louis Vuitton. you thought like <laughs> i don't know maybe <laughs> some some whatever that sort of thing like you have to sort of decide for yourself who you can sacrifice or who you cannot and then if you don't really know the market if you just came up and you, you have no idea who should be a priority to you and who shouldn't right that's the decisions that you sort of have to make uh, so I used to do like, yeah, a lot of fashion shows just so the market gets acquainted with me and I get acquainted, equally acquainted, I guess, with the market and stuff. So that that's the sort of jobs that I was focused on. Now I don't really do fashion weeks because I've been here for so long and, uh, you know, when the, there's always the new girls, always new people and they, they get the, the spotlight is on them. And I guess mm-hmm. it's uh, rightfully so. Uh, so now my the, the, the jobs that I do more is like beauty jobs and, and uh, uh, TVC or like commercials or like mm-hmm. e-com. There's a lot of, there's a great, great deal of right. e-com going on. And that's the new thing because it hasn't, it didn't really exist like what, how many years ago. Mm-hmm
0: like that's it used cool. to be
1: a catalog and now there's the e-comm and the, the, mm-hmm. you know that that's a job that you can do like almost every day you know
2: mm-hmm. that's good because it's, fashion week it just sounds like after a while it's just too much
1: it's a lot it's a lot and it's like people are exhausted everyone is exhausted and mm-hmm. it's you know? and it's and like even if you are just Taking in account physical aspect of it being exhausting, but emotionally, you get mm-hmm. rejected twenty times a day. Mm-hmm. Twenty times a day, people say no. Twenty times a day, sometimes they don't even look up to see, to look at you. They say, "Oh, can we see you walk?" And then just go on, then you know, doing whatever they were doing. You're like, "Well, that's a long walk for nothing," <laughs> you know
2: right so and then you rush to the, the next place and then
1: you on to the next one on to the next one and then you you get to the feeding and all of a sudden oh your hips are blah 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 and something something you know and you got judged on that and you're like oh shit <laughs> now i have to think <laughs> of like what's wrong with my hips <laughs> like i like i always uh, used to tell my friends who were like oh na, na, na. and i said yeah I'm like well I never thought of my. I, I'm like a broken record, but I've never thought of myself as being beautiful or whatever. But I was like, oh, okay, like I made peace with however I look. And then they said, like, oh, you can be a model, and I was like, oh my god, I am a model. Look at me, I am. Look at that. And then <laughs> when I became a model, and they looked at me, and they're like, oh, you know. One of your eyebrows is a little bit higher than the other, (laughs) and your ear loops are blah, 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 and you're like, you know, this bone is sticking out, and then, Uh. like, I ended up even worse than when I was studying now, just thinking, I'm okay. and then at the end I'm like oh shit like what happened I was just a model a second ago I was on top of the world thinking I am the most beautiful creature that ever lived and now I'm thinking oh was my left ear loop always like this or like did you notice it you know oh
2: my goodness I mean that's so so crazy
1: yeah but then like you know you you take the physical exhaustion and then you add that emotional turmoil on top of it like how hard it is to go and book for a job and like as a model you go out there you look for a job every single time when Mm -hmm. i'm not working i'm an employee you know i don't have it like you think about it like i'm you know every other day i'm unemployed (laughs) until i get picked for a shoot or something something and i have to go and get the job i have to like book it and every day is an interview.
2: <laughs> mhm. And every really, day yeah. someone might be talking about some part of you that is that they don't like. I mean, what oh, other yeah. job is there that does that? You know, that's that's really yeah. intense.
1: It is intense and also like that is the thing that certain jobs you can, you know, you rely on your skill here, you rely on your right. skill as well, but it's not always it's not always the 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 main factor, you know, that 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 the decision making factor, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like there's, you know, I can be perfect in every way, but like my look does not, you know, correspond with whatever the the theme of the season, and they're not going to take me. I can be right. like whatever. I can be the best, you know. I can right. do the, the 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 most amazing, yeah, I don't know, posing and shapes and whatnot, but. If if my look is not what's working with them, then this is it. This mm-hmm. is the end of the road there. So that's the thing. That's the that's the the challenging
2: part. It is challenging. You really do have to have a thick skin.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I guess. And also you have to sort of you dissociate from your mm-hmm. you you realize that uh, you're, you know, your physical appearance it shouldn't be uh, you, you learn to like separate your own physical presence physical appearance from your you know value to yourself otherwise it's you know you, you would cease to exist it's, you know it's it it's getting poked at so many times if you would attach everything that you have to the way you look you wouldn't be right. able to handle it
2: Right, that's exactly right. Can you walk us through what it's like a day on, on a set when you're doing a photo shoot? <clears throat>
1: uh, that would depend on the, on the type of uh, job we are talking about because the set can be uh, really small and the set can be huge. Like, for example, the set for editorial is relatively small. You have a stylist, hair, makeup, model, and a photographer sometimes assistance for the photographer, sometimes no. If we are talking about the set for a TV scene or a campaign, it can be as big as like 50 people. You have <clears throat> multiple models, you have a big hair team, a big makeup team, lead hair, lead makeup artist, all of the assistants. You have a photographer, you have his assistants. You have a videographer, you have his assistants,
0: and then mm-hmm. you have
1: a production company, and then you have tons of PAs who overlook the process and make sure everything runs smoothly. And and then you have a catering team, and it's the. the the amount of people it's it's crazy like the, the big production the tvc production the commercial production when you come in you have to check in they have to make sure that you're there because otherwise <laughs> they may not know that you actually arrived and then they, they would have like walkie-talkies and they would be like I got talent I'm walking talent to the bathroom basically <laughs> you know I have eyes on the talent no no, no 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 you like always it always feels so urgent like wherever I go I can't just be like oh I'm you know just go to the toilet I'm sorry <laughs> I'm thinking about such things but that's that's the, the the reality I can't just like go out somewhere. I have to let someone know because otherwise they're going to lose me and they're going to lose their minds and uh, they're <laughs> going to call my agent and the agent is going to scream at me You'll be like, where did you go? So oh, you God. have to like always you know, be like, oh, I'm going to do that and they like, copy that and then they, they call someone and be like, oh, she decided to do that and it's like, oh, I have five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so all of that, th- 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 that is the thing. Like I remember like i did the cover girl uh campaign and we did a tv show as well so it was like multiple day shooting and also they did uh they 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 basically scanned our bodies <laughs> so they had like a 3d model of us so then they can make like an action figures or something crazy yeah. like that so we had a separate room with like uh, cameras like 360 cameras right so i don't even know how many was there so it was like a special room dedicated just for you to go there and get scanned and like you know the mm. person who was doing them like that that model thing for you and stuff so that 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 is really really two different uh, experience and there's also like everything in between you know so it can be like really intimate. It can be really, really big. It's sometimes like if it's a e-com job, or they often have a hair, makeup person. It's a one person. Mm -hmm. but the bigger the job the bigger the production there's always a hair team and a makeup team and they have a hair uh the the lead artist and then they have assistants and then they have someone who's like really good with the brows so they'll be like doing your brows you know and then also they have a manicurist that person who does your nails for the shoot and stuff so it's a yeah it's a very different different experiences different levels of uh Responsibilities. That's a
2: lot. What has been the most magical moment working as a model for you?
1: Uh, I really do enjoy doing uh, video work, uh, doing like TVCs, commercials, and anything that would involve video, I guess because I have a background in dancing and ballet mm-hmm. dancing and the movement is really important to me. And I feel like it's a medium where I get to Um, I get a little bit more in the storytelling
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: I I really do enjoy it like even though like commercial work, like TVC work, it's always, always, always long, long long hours. Like it's a 14 hour working day multiple days and then the commercial is like 30 seconds and your your part is five.
2: (laughs) You know, oh my goodness, that's
1: still, that's I bad. enjoy it. Even though it's like mountains of work and also a lot of time just waiting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's a lot of waiting involved, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the 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 result, I love it. It's always interesting to. Put I bet, I, I bet it's
2: really fun and a, a way that you can really be creative. What do you think is the future of the fashion industry? We're at such a uh, place.
1: Future, but <laughs> it's hard for me to say. You know, I'm not the authority in in, in any way. Uh, but it's interesting. I mean, there is one thing that we have to wait and see how it's gonna change um, after COVID, after mm-hmm. the pandemic. Because that's one, one, one thing totally unpredictable. But uh, like I see uh, a change in, in terms of uh, conscience consumption and su- sustainability. And I think that's an interesting direction. And I'm kind of loving it. I love that the the um, designers finally decided to stop chasing seasons so much because it used to be crazy like you know you have full like you know regular ones for winter uh, spring summer but also you have cruise and you right. have pre-fall and you have all of those in between and then it, it just you know work like a show after show after show and the collection after collection and it's hard it's hard for everybody it's hard for the designers to come up with all of these ideas and like work all the time and that's it's i don't think it's necessarily for consumers well you know to have these to chase that like oh new thing new thing new thing and it's like so many new things and then like all of those news came up right like like uh, fashion houses destroying their their mm-hmm. unsold uh, uh, items so they d- drive the prices up and you're like oh guys <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. really no <laughs> that is not that is not the way to go, especially like with the limited resources that we have uh mm-hmm. planet nature wise and like with you know it it just it's so it's on so many different levels mm-hmm. i mean it's not like year it, it, and even then it was not okay when de Beers used to you know sink their ships with diamonds so they drive the prices of diamonds up mm-hmm. wow. Well, yeah that and it was years ago and even then it was i mean they covered it up 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 until a certain period of time but but it's not okay you know that's Mm -hmm. not that's not the way also i feel like i guess now because we have so much information and, and 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 we have uh access to it it kind of made people a little bit more accountable for their actions so because before it would be so much easier to cover this up and now it's really hard and then a lot of uh, companies they take this responsibility approach to them and they sort of you know responsive to what they're doing uh so that that would definitely affect the um, the industry also the influencers i don't know we'll we'll have to see Mm -hmm. how that would you know affect us uh everything is moving into digital scale and that's and that's another reason why uh rates are going down as well because so much of work now they would say like oh it's digital use only
0: Mm-hmm. so that
1: because the the usage is smaller then the the rate's gonna be smaller because if it's like a you know worldwide because before it used to be like oh the usage is europe so you get that much money or the usage is worldwide so you get that much money more because it's worldwide and it would be print but now they say oh it's only digital but the digital goes around the world Right. But you only, yes, but you only like get, but they say like, oh no, but it's only one platform. So, you know, <laughs> so it's kind of a tricky thing. So yeah, with like everything moving into digital sphere, we have to come and see. And also like there is a thing that they're creating. Um, what is that? Like a digital models now. Like right. the, 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 the models that do not exist, but yes. they are. Which is a totally different animal completely altogether. And I don't know how that will pan out with in the long run, because like we are having so much trouble with being like all models are so unattainable, you know, their standards are so, you know, it's not achievable. But then you have a digital, like someone who is not even a person. So (laughs) they would be like (laughs) even more unattainable. Right, unachievable Mm -hmm. appearances because they literally do not exist Mm -hmm. so it would be like oh so you were like saying that the models are bad for society uh, and uh, you know our psyche because they're too beautiful and whatnot but then you want to replace us with someone who would you would never look like that because no one ever looks like this because (laughs) this is not real life Oh, so that, that is a different uh, yeah. So there's a lot yeah. of you know moving parts and it's who who can say what's going to happen uh at the end. I just have we just have to wait and see.
2: Mm-hmm. How it all
1: plays out. But I mean there's a lot of changes. It's, it's interesting to see.
2: Yes, it is.
1: Mm, thank you
0: oh it's thank been wonderful you. thank you so it much was so nice to talk to you guys <laughs> yes well everyone thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time Thank you for tuning into this episode on the Style That Finds Us podcast. If you like this podcast, make sure to tell a friend and subscribe. You can be a part of growing with us. Also, do you know about our weekly newsletter? You'll get access to exclusive content in our newsletter that we don't post anywhere else. Our newsletter comes out every Tuesday with the exception
2: of the third Thursday of the month. For Allison's special, Celebrating Life After 40 edition. Head to the bottom of the Style That Finds Us website to subscribe.